0: This is the WZ Podcast here, deleted Zone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Jay rod here. So, let's begin, folks, with some interesting content here. The first one is going to be, it's the historic crossover by New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom. Now, I have to say it was an unbelievable show. Now, I'm not going to talk about the whole thing. Let's talk about the mixed tag matches. Now, let's talk about the first one they had. The first one was Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia taking on Shooty and Tom Lawler. Now, a lot of people had a mixed feelings about uh, the rules of it. So basically, what they wanted to do, only the men could fight the men and the women. the women. Now, there are some uh, promotions that did do it allow like intergender matches but not in major promotions like stardom but there were moments where of course Julia wanted to think she thinks these rules are a lot of bullshit so that's always been the case that she wanted to do so I thought the match was okay but it wasn't much hype for this one a lot because even though they we already saw the story between Julia and Shooty that this is mostly about um, their matches coming up in December 29th for the red belt and I think that kind of tells it all but um for Lawler and and Zack Sabre Jr. that's like a different thing but I don't see much of it but it it was a pretty good match I'm not gonna lie but it was Zack Sabre Jr. that picked up the victory for his team now our next one involves uh, this one is my favorite and I have to say I give the commentators a lot of credit for this one for doing great job talking about it we have of course um Desperado and Doiki of Suzuki Goon teaming up with Black Desire, consistent of um, Starlight Kid and Momo Wananabe, where they take on uh, Maru Tier, consistent of the other members of Suzuki Goon, Taichi and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, where they team up with the current tag champions, Mel Natsupoi, and Tam Nakano. I have to say it was a pretty good match, not to mention Black Desire hates seeing. Melt here doing the little entrance team, so they tried to interrupt, but however, Taichi was there to defend them. so Desperado tried to reason with them saying, look, don't interrupt this, Taichi's gonna get pissed. Now, Despy knows he can't, uh, that he doesn't want, doesn't want to argue against Taichi at all, so basically that's how it is. But one thing I did like is certain moments in this match is <clears throat> how it was being played. Uh, Despy wanted to cross the line by Putting his hands on natsupoi and that sort of thing, but I think one of the most interesting is is of course um we know that they were gonna that uh black desire were gonna try to find a way to cheat that could have worked, but if it wasn't for of course Kanemaru and Natsupoi doing the 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 wiki whiskey mist that kind of thing, I was surprised that natsupo even didn't she's not much of a whiskey what i did like is what kevin kelly said he said i hope he doesn't corrupt her uncle Kanamaru." <laughs> i thought it was so great i love it but it appears at the end when it had happened it was despe- uh, Tai Chi with the um black mefesto on doiki that picked up the win but of course uh what was interesting is I don't know, it's like there's a deep connection between each of the individuals when they're together. Like Tam with Chi, I know those two have been friends before. Uh, Natsupo and Kanemaru becoming very close too. Same thing we're seeing with Despi and um, and, Zach, and uh, Starlight Kid. But one thing that uh, Tam mentioned, they should have an, a mixed tag team titles. I'm like, hmm, that is interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if New Japan thought of the idea, you know, to have more interactive events with stardom and I think it should be a good idea. I mean, they should have matches like this just for fans. I mean, here's the thing. New Japan Pro-Wrestling has a much bigger platform than stardom. Now, those who are New Japan and and they're say getting into stardom, I know that would help them try to expose More of of Stardom's uh, fan base. And I think that's a really good thing. Just keep showing them what they can do. And I think that's a good thing. But yeah. (coughs) But I know that Despy said he wants to do more with Kid. But he wants to have a hardcore match with Jun Kasai and Rina Yamashita. Now Kid has never had a chance to face her. She was supposed to do that in um, Showcase Volume 2. But she got involved in that match with... Azuzuki for the five-star Grand Prix, but hopefully we get to see that. Now, our final mixed tag match is, of course, a very interesting one. We have Mika teaming up with Hiroki Goto, where they take on um, Utami Ayashida and, of course, um, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. But there was a moment where both ladies sucker-punched the, the opposite men. Uh, Utami with H- Goto, uh, Mika to Tanahashi it was a pretty fun match but there was a moment where of course you saw a suplex by Mika to Tanahashi the match was pretty good I have to say the last two matches of those of the mixed tag matches were amazing and I think it deserves a, a medal for that now our next interesting match that I really intru- liked is the United St- the IWGP United States title between Um, Shota Umino, now known as the Roughneck, taking on, um, Will Osprey, where he comes out wearing the Hayabusa, um, outfit. If you guys remember that story they put in in Dark Side of the the Ring, uh, according to Will, he said that he got the blessing of Hayabusa's, uh, daughter to wear that as a... But the match was great. I loved it. I saw how Shota tried to play that role, like, please don't let... Don't stop me, Dad. Like, remember... The referee in this match is none other than rechu Shota's dad. I mean, look, we understand that it's his son, but he cannot be—he has, be unbi- has to be remain unbi—has to be remain unbiased uh, on this particular match, which it happened. But we know that he could become a champion; it only takes a little matter of time. But that wasn't the biggest shocker that happened. The biggest shocker is, of course, once again, the party was interrupted for Will Ospreay when, of course. Kenny Omega sends a video message saying that Will Ospreay has failed New Japan Pro Wrestling. That is something that Will Ospreay will not tolerate. He, Will Ospreay can go on and say that he has done more than Kenny Omega, but the obvious question is, has he? Because the way I see it, it's like, okay, you haven't, but he, the, the problem was, he wasn't the guy. The thing is this. When he left, when Kenny left, the person who took New Japan to the Western Front was in fact uh, Jay White, and I think maybe in Kenny's mind he feels that you know Wolf Osprey was a failure, that no one even cares about him, and now they're gonna settle this once and for all. So that's gonna happen in Russell Kingdom um, Seventeen on January Fourth, which I'm looking forward to it. Now my. But this one, the next match I really, really was so emotional was the IWGP Women's Championship between Mayu Iwatani and Kyrie. I have to say this was more like a story where two f- good friends who are now fighting for the biggest prize. Now keep in mind, Mayu was the one carrying this company behind her back for five and a half years. All alone. And then here comes Kyrie who came back who struggled for five have, uh, f- uh, five and a half years outside of Japan. And it kind of tells them, like, they're trying to tell the story, we struggle in our own way. So the real question is, who's going to walk out for on this one with, the, with this title? And I think many fans were probably hoping it was going to be Mayu. To me, I was a bit biased on this one because both of them are fantastic wrestlers. But I feel Kyrie had the much better... Uh, Chances because, A, she may have been one of the three aces alongside with Mayu and Io Shirai. But, however, she is an international star. Not only she's wrestled in Japan, she's also wrestled in the U.S. You know, wrestled with WWE for five and a half years. And I think that kind of sets the tone. But I think the one thing that was very interesting is um, who was going to be her opponent for Wrestle Kingdom 17. And to my surprise, it was Tam Nakano. Now, some people say Tam Nakano would love to have that belt, but there's a reason why. If you guys remember back in May, there was during that tag team match that Mayu and you know uh, Kyrie and Tam had as White Knight. Tam said they would have this match, this their match in singles competition has to be the biggest stage of them all, and I say. Wrestle Kingdom fits that bill, and I think that kind of <coughs> sets it all. And I think Kyrie wouldn't mind. Now, some people could say, "Is Tam trying to go for this title instead for the red belt?" Well, we know she could win the red belt, but some people say she couldn't. She'll never held that belt. Uh, you're dead wrong, guys. She will win that red belt one day, but don't say she won't. So I'm looking forward to that. But that doesn't end there. Right after the mat, the entire show was over. Utami, she it seems like she left. Commentary and went to the back and she kind of had a little one-on-one conversation with Kyrie and it turns out that Uh, Utami does have her sights on the title but however because right now it's official that Kyrie will put the IWGP Women's Championship on the line against Tam at Wrestle Kingdom apparently she wants to uh, Utami wants to have a special match with her at Dreams Queensdom on the 29th of December which of course is. One year after when Utami lost the red belt to shooty, So we'll see what happens then. I have to say historic crossover was an amazing event. Not to mention um, on Weekly Pro, um, uh, Tam, Natsupoi, Taichi, and Kanemura ended up on the cover of that magazine. I'm like, woo, that's pretty sick. Not to mention recently during the, the start of Tag League, T- Taichi was giving Despy so much shit saying hey i'm on the cover not you <laughs> i thought it was so great i i love that <laughs> so i have to say i love it now full gear let's talk about certain matches uh what do we thought about Jamie hater becoming women's champion i think it was the right choice but however i felt like they uh, there was a lot of critical talk about the interim title and i get it you know uh, why do we need interim t- titles i mean we don't see that in Japan. You know what I mean? Here's the the, the kicker how this works. It, I never understood much. If the competitor is unable to defend the title within six months, they have no other choice but to relinquish it. And I felt they could have done that and started the tournament. I think that, that was a big mistake. But the obvious question was, was Jamie Hayter going to become a, just World Women's Championship? Well, As of today, since I watched AEW, it looks like it is. So now that's happened. But I think I'm looking for the two particular stories that would fit into the whole thing with Jamie Hader. One, they have to separate her from Brit. You know what I mean? The thing is, I feel that Brit is going to, how do I say, feel jealous that Jamie's getting all this attention and all of it is being determined. But there is one critical mass that could fit in for me, where Thunder Rosa shows up and and will probably get a title shot against her. But Britt Baker will say, no, she is the women's, you don't get another shot. But Thunder Rosa will r- remind her, she already beat her once. And that's going to put Jamie Hayter saying, I need to beat her. So that could, that could set a different tone, but we'll see when that happens. Now, as for other matches like uh, the Trios title where we had the Elite comeback, oh, my God. You may have heard about what happened. Fans were saying, fuck CM Punk. I get it that people are upset with the whole thing with Punk. And I'm I'm just, okay, look, I get it. Punk did some stupid shit during the all-out media scrum. And I'm sure that this will never happen again, but we'll just see about that. But what I did like is how right now they're telling the story that the that the that Death Triangle are doing everything in their power not to lose the tactiles. Now keep in mind, the Elite were at one time the most feared uh trios group long before AEW and I feel now Death Triangle are trying to be that group that's the most daint, the most feared. in AEW, and I think that's the whole story, but, however, Ray Phoenix had no other choice but to use the hammer in order to walk out, and they retained the titles. And then, of course, we had the, um, what was it? The TNT title, where, of course, it was exchanged by Samoa Joe. I'm not sure about that, but having Joe as double champion, that's gonna be interesting, so he's gonna be going back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah, uh, the tag titles, I think right now we could see the end of Swerve in our glory. Because I think right now they were a ta- good tag team. But let's be honest. like Were they really a much stable tag team that much? Well, I don't know. But it could ha- anything could happen. So the Acclaim retained the titles when Keith Lee walked out and left Strickland all alone. Until they applied the mic drop. Uh, what do I think about... Um, of course, uh, the Max winning the title. I have to say it's going to be interesting because um, the reason is this is that we know that he is the kind of guy who should be carrying the title. But the one surprising thing is when we saw that William Regal passed the brass knucks to him and turn on him. And I think that tells us, okay... Why would he do that? I mean, Willem Regal has been known as the devil, but yeah, but it makes a lot more sense. But we'll see about that. I mean, the rest of the show was okay, but uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that because uh, right now I'm not feeling too well. I'm trying to keep this short as possible, people, so stick with me and hopefully you can understand. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is more on Unagi Sayaka. On this, on the Unagi Sayaka watch, I've been doing both here and on the YouTube. Now, as you know, she's been tearing it up on the freelance world, or in Japan. She had an interesting matchup that took place on the 17th of November against Shikayo Shikai- Nagashima. Now, here's the interesting part that turns out she wanted to buy, get uh, the tag title that she ha- that Shikayo has, but. She put her merch money on the line as well. I'm like, what the hell was she thinking? But, unfortunately, she lost the match. But, that is not the interesting part. Nagashima is giving Unagi an opportunity to get her money back under one condition. That they must be tag partners, but she wants her to bring back her old gimmick called Unagi Imawari. Now, if you guys don't know this... um. Unagi's real name is Imarari Unagi, but when she was in Tokyo Pro, she reversed the name from Unagi, which was her last name, (coughs) and Ira, which was her first name, as her last name. And she had a different outfit, completely different from what she's wearing today. So Unagi did not like what she's saying, but that's going to be interesting. So that match will take place uh, next month. I uh, don't remember when, but it's going to be interesting. Now, I failed to mention this recently, uh, if I did. Um, Unagi actually made a visit to Sendai, Sendai girls. Uh, what happened is, from my understanding, is Unagi was on Twitter uh, calling out uh, Shihiro Hashimoto. Hashimoto was ignoring Unagi, so what Unagi did is that she hopped on the bullet train from Tokyo all the way to Sendai. And she made a visit to the Sendai Girls Dojo and interrupted. However, she wanted to talk to Hoshimoto. So they ended up having a match, but not just a regular match. It was a tag team match. Um, It was going to be, of course, Hashimoto with her tag partner, Yu, known as Team... um, How do I say... uh, how do I say, it was, uh, oh yeah, but anyway, there was a lot of questions about okay, who's gonna be her tag partner, there was a lot of speculations, first people thought it was uh, Mina, but unfortunately that didn't happen, we all know what happened to Mina, Uh, there was no partner when that day happened, so she went on it alone, taking on two big women, behemoths, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know what to expect of it, but I think right now we need to question Unagi's motives. First, it was Aoi from Just Tap Out. And now, Eureka Oka. Now, she was a previous Sendai Girls Junior Heavyweight Champion. And she lost that title to Tomoka Inabe before. But however, she was amazed by Unagi's match against them. And she requested a match against Unagi. But Hashimoto did not like that. She did not like what she was hearing. So that kind of tells us, okay, what is Unagi's real motives? We just don't know. So that sets a lot of tone on this one. However, we have a lot of things to talk about that. Apparently, it was told that later on in um, next month, Unagi and Eureka Oka will be teaming up to take on Hashimoto in a handicap match. And I'm like, okay, first it was Unagi, now this. (coughs) So this is going to be interesting. Now, back to the Marvelous stuff. Two things are taking place. Uh, Unagi um, will participate in a one-day tournament. Marvelous where they're going to compete for the AAAW Championship. That title was vacant by Takumi Iroha. Uh, If you guys know this, she got injured and apparently she had a vacant title. So Nagi's in it. So is her mentor Yuna Manase and a few others. So I forgot who is her opponent she's going to be facing but yes. But she also has a match on the 27 of this month against Maria, uh, this young You know, girl who's young Yoshi girl who I've been watching. She seems like a noxious. I have to say she is very impressive, you know. So that match will take place soon. And I'm very looking forward to Nagi, what she's going to do. But yeah, uh, I'll keep up what's going on in in the rest of the world. But for now, I'll stick for what it is. So I'll see you guys on the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye and have a nice day. Bang!